This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Well, people are talking about this. Former President Trump has been telling people that he's more popular than Taylor Swift and has more committed fans. I'm not sure Trump has more committed fans, but he definitely has more fans who have been committed. Ah, yes. Stop shooting people. Stop carjacking people. Stop gluing your breasts to asphalt in traffic because you love Hamas. You're a Democrat party. They're everywhere. They're everywhere. They're also mentally ill. The Daily Signal. Wonderful. Wonderful website, thedailysignal.com. And they have, uh, that's your Heritage Foundation. Mom sues school district for socially transitioning 12-year-old girl without parental consent. Uh, New York School District socially transitioned a girl without her mother's consent, reportedly lying to the mother about the child's mental health and social struggles, according to a new lawsuit represented by the Alliance Defending Freedom. Jennifer Vitsaxti of New York filed a lawsuit Wednesday, that's yesterday, against the, what is it, Scanatellas Central School District and Board of Education, accusing them of violating her constitutional rights through their deception and their social transitioning of a 12-year-old daughter, Jane. The Daily Signal Heritage Foundation first obtained the lawsuit filed in U.S. District Court for the Northern District of New York, where the school district is located. It's about 22 miles south of Syracuse. Parents have the right to direct the upbringing and the education of their kids, and they cannot fulfill those responsibilities when schools hide information from them to make critical decisions that can have lifelong consequences for their child, said Kate Anderson, senior counsel with the Alliance Defending Freedom. So this case is important to ensure that all parents can have the information they need to do what's best for their kids. Now, Vitz Sexty and uh, uh, Michael and Jennifer, both U.S. citizens, family spent almost a decade in Greece, where the uh, family were from originally. They come to the United States and the left in the schools try to transition their child. You know what that means. The complaint states that uh, the the daughter began to be increasingly concerned as her daughter was exhibiting signs of anxiety and depression and occasionally refusing to leave home. The mother repeatedly asked the school district employees about whether they had noticed anything troubling their daughter 
but was met with denials and assurances that their daughter was fine. Then what happened? Well, it turns out that the school had carefully used Jane's given name and female pronouns when speaking with mom, but then they repeatedly said everything was fine and everything was good. Uh, Treating Jane as a boy at school and sending her resources for medical transition behind the back of the parents. The district employees did not tell the family about any of this for months, the lawsuit alleges, and Jane's mental condition worsened. Nice Greek family coming to New York. And the school district is transitioning their daughter from girl to boy, while the daughter is becoming increasingly sloppy, messy, a mess, never mind that. Also, it just goes on and on because they're everywhere and they're completely insane. They're the Democrat Party. There is another related story because they're, they love this gender thing. Montana, not New York at all. Montana parents say they lost custody of daughter after opposing 14-year-old's gender transition. I'm sorry, what? In Montana? Parents say they lost custody their 14-year-old daughter, because a Montana family claims they lost custody of their 14-year-old child, the New York Post reports, after opposing her interests in changing genders. And while the governor's office defended the move, it stressed to the New York Post that the state does not remove minors to provide gender transition services. Sure, so it's uh, because the parents are a threat to the child. The state's Child and Family Services reportedly took custody of the teen girl, 14 years old, from her father, Todd Kolstad, and stepmother, Krista, this month. Now, that would be uh, today's the first, so presumably in January, leading the parents to speak out about the action that destroyed their family and trampled their rights. The allegations first reported over the weekend led Governor Greg Gianforte and his office to take a look at the case to defend the Child Protective Services workers, their workers. The parents told Redux that their issues with the state agency started when officials received a call in August of 2023 that Jennifer whose name was changed for publication at their request, expressed suicidal thoughts at school. The child services caseworker came to speak with the teen and inspect the house where Jennifer claimed she drank toilet bowl cleaner and took painkillers in an attempt to take her own life, the outlet reported. And here's a a picture of the family The teen reportedly showed no related symptoms, and a test at the hospital showed she didn't consume any toxins. But her hospital stay stretched on multiple days, in which staff there at the hospital noted that Jennifer identified as male and wanted to be called Leo. Leo. Oh, Leo by the CO. The parents said they quickly but unsuccessfully objected. And then the state, Montana no less, took away their daughter because their daughter 
who has magenta hair, told somebody at the hospital that she wanted to be called Leo. This is all because the Democrat Party. You know, this is not going on in Japan. This is not going on in France. This is not going on in Ecuador. This is a Democrat Party project, this gender dysphoria project. Now, let's get back to the crazy Democrats and their <laughs> so many crazy things, honestly. Just just amazing. Let's go to uh, Democrat representatives Rashida Tlaib and Cori Bush, who vote no on a bill banning Hamas terrorists from coming into the United States of America. Just great. New York Post, not the New York Times, because they're on the side of Hamas, too. They'd glue themselves to the asphalt on Constitution Avenue as well. Two House lawmakers on Wednesday, and only two House lawmakers on Wednesday, voted against a measure seeking to ban Hamas terrorists involved in last October's attack on Israel from ever entering the U.S. Representatives Rashida Tlaib, a Democrat from Michigan, a Muslim woman, a terrorist sympathizer, and Cori Bush, a radical left-wing extremist racist Democrat from the state of Missouri, voted against the bill that would bar Hamas terrorists specifically involved in the October 7th attacks from ever immigrating to or entering the United States. The No Immigration Benefits for Hamas Terrorist Act, as it was called. Is that an acronym? That should be an acronym. Introduced by Representative Tom McClintock, a California Republican, would deem any member of Hamas, Palestinian Islamic Jihad, or Palestinian Liberation Organization, or other individuals who participated in or facilitated the October 7, 2023 attacks on Israel, ineligible to enter the United States even if seeking asylum. They call everybody an asylum seeker. The Democrats do these days. The bill passed the House of Representatives 422 to 2 with Representative Della Ramirez, an Illinois Democrat, voting present <laughs> and six members not voting. Wouldn't want to be on the record about that uh, terrorism in the United States thing, radical Islamic jihadi, you know, butchering the the women with giant knives. Uh, the Democrats want them in the country. Talib, an outspoken critic of Israel and Israel's war against Hamas and the Biden administration's support for Israel, argued that the bill is redundant and repetitive and, and unnecessarily duplicative and will be used by Republicans, she said, to incite hate. I don't know, you know, it's like... Uh, Barring Nazis from the United States inciting hate, what, against Nazis, Tlaib? You savage. She should be deported. She should be kicked out of the... I mean, honestly, she should be... Both of these women should be expelled from Congress. And uh, who is it? I think it was um, Ron DeSantis the other day suggested that one of the radicals uh, be... Well, that was Ilhan Omar, right? Isn't that right? I think it was DeSantis and Ilhan Omar. Um, mm -mm -mm. Because Ilhan Omar is pro-terrorist. The, the Democrats are the pro-terrorist party. Ron DeSantis calls for Ilhan Omar's deportation and expulsion from Congress because of her Somalia first speech. And uh, Ron DeSantis is, you know, is right. They should kick her out of Congress, but the Democrats love this kind of savagery. Great stuff. 
Ilhan Omar, an American congresswoman, tells Somalians that she is Somalian first, Muslim second, and no, being American wasn't even mentioned. Oh, and she says her primary job in Congress is to protect Somali interests. Ron DeSantis on X said, expel from Congress, denaturalize, and deport. She also married her brother in order to commit immigration fraud, presumably, although they may be very deeply in love, for all I know. Pretty amazing stuff. I got to tell you, your Democrat Party. And then, wait, there's more, because the Democrats are completely out of their minds, if they have minds to be out of. Just amazing stuff. Congresswoman Ayanna Presley, who shaves her head, she's a skinhead. Representative Presley accuses Walgreens, the department store, of racism for closing stores in areas overrun by crime and theft. We had, uh, it's the CVS on 14th Street in D.C. that's shutting down because the Democrats have robbed it, I guess, one too many times and stripped the shelves bare because the Democrat Party is the party of crime. They're pro-crime. Ayanna Presley attacking Walgreens. Planning to close yet another pharmacy in the Massachusetts 7th District, she said, this time on Warren Street in Roxbury. It's kind of ironic because Roxbury today is being overrun by illegal aliens and they, the Democrats there just kicked everybody out of the recreational center to fill the rec center with illegal aliens. And they're doing it there and not in the rich white areas. Roxbury is a poor black area and a poor minority area. So she says, Roxbury, she points out, in Roxbury, the, another, another uh, uh, pharmacy is leaving Walgreens, a community that is 85% black and Latino. That's why they're throwing all the illegal aliens there and shutting down their rec center. This closure is part of a larger trend of abandoning low-income communities, like the previous closures in Mattapan and Hyde Park, both in Massachusetts 7th. When a Walgreens leaves a neighborhood, they disrupt the entire community and take them and, and, and take them and they take the baby formula, the diapers, the asthma inhalers, life-saving medications, and of course, jobs. Well, that's because your sons are all criminals. They're looting every place and robbing everybody. The employees don't want to work there. The customers don't want to go there. Only the thieves want to go there. But that's your Democrat Party. Honestly. Pramila Jayapal, another squad member and lunatic, on her opposition to a bill calling for the deportation of illegal aliens convicted of drunk driving, DWI. And she's so angry, she's yelling on the House floor, stop referring to people as illegal. People aren't illegal. No, but the crimes they commit, their behavior is illegal. The, the murders, the shooting people, the robberies, the lootings, the carjackings. But Premla Jayapal is in favor of more. More carjacking. They want more looting. And then, as always, they blame Walgreens for being robbed too many times by their sons. The problem is not our guns, it's your sons. These closures are not arbitrary and they are not innocent. They are life-threatening acts of racial and economic discrimination.
Hey, it's Chris Plant, excited to tell you about our July 2024 Listener Sea Cruise. We'll be sailing around the British Isles, visiting Scotland and Ireland. Please join us. Visit chrisplantcruise.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust, or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory... Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Chicago has a radical defund the police left-wing mayor, Brandon Johnson, who was recently hospitalized for his anxiety attacks. They're not up to the job. Joe Biden's not up to the job. Here's Mayor Brandon Johnson because yesterday um, he cast a, he cast the tie-breaking vote in the city council. The city is now the largest city in America to call for a ceasefire in the Israel-Gaza conflict. Reform this resolution, a motion, even though there is no tie. Uh, so I will exercise my vote and my right and both eyes. Yeah! Yay! They all cheer. He broke the tie. Ceasefire in Gaza. And they're all wearing Palestinian headdresses in the gallery, cheering wildly. Now, I'd like to, you know, point out a, a thing or two about the city of Chicago. Maybe you should call for a ceasefire in Chicago. Maybe you guys should stop shooting everybody. Maybe, um, you know, when you're not a murder hole, a crime zone, a, a work-free drug place where... You know, thieves and brigands run free and good men die like dogs. Then then maybe, and you're not in the foreign policy business. He was a school principal who knows nothing about children and nothing about school. And now he's a mayor who knows nothing about governance. In Chicago, in 2023, 2,450 people were shot. 617 were killed. Why don't you try being the mayor of Chicago? Maybe you could save lives as the mayor of Chicago. Maybe foreign policy isn't your lane. In fact, it seems in life, Mayor Johnson, you're still searching for your lane. You're just unbelievable. Man, oh man, a Shevitz, I'm telling you. Between 2000, January 20th of 2017, the day Donald Trump was inaugurated, and January 20th of 2021, the day that Joe Biden was inaugurated, there were 45 combat deaths in Afghanistan. 45 over the course of four years. But in Chicago last year, there were 617 dead, 2,450 shot. And the Democrats are out marching in the streets in favor of Hamas condemning Israel. Joe Biden, executive order today, will condemn Israel. Smell yourselves, boys and girls, if you can stand it. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about 
how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford anything, wherever you listen. Yeah. Let's go, Brandon. Now, again, there have been hundreds of thousands of casualties in the Ukraine war. Literally hundreds of thousands of casualties. And no Democrats are gluing themselves to the asphalt in Washington, D.C. No Democrat members of Congress are demanding a ceasefire in Ukraine, which we're funding with tens and tens of billions of our tax dollars, 90% of which go just right back to American defense contractors, which is uh, great. But never mind that. Hundreds of thousands of Russians dead. Hundreds of thousands of Ukrainians dead. No calls for peace. Isn't that amazing? Now, I just played for you the idiot mayor of Chicago, Illinois. Let's go, Brandon Johnson, who's in the emergency room for panic attacks because he's not very manly. Now let's go to Philadelphia. The New York Times headline, Black pastors pressure Biden to call for a ceasefire in Gaza. Well, he's got an executive order coming out today condemning the Jews for building condominiums. Is that not enough? So here is the, they went on with Poppy Harlow. Poppy Harlow, black reverends, on with CNN, Poppy Harlow is, of course, her porn name, as everybody knows. And uh, the Reverend Cynthia Hale with Poppy Harlow on CNN this morning because they follow the New York Times. The New York Times is the head of the centipede. The American news media is a centipede. The New York Times is its head. CNN is its rectum. That's the uh, you know digestive tract in between. Uh, Poppy porn name Harlow. And the Reverend Cynthia Hale, oh, we've got a call for a, a stop. Why don't you call for a ceasefire in Chicago, Reverend? Well, she's in Philadelphia. Poppy and the Reverend Cynthia Hale. You told the New York Times, quote, we see them, these civilians, as part of us. They are oppressed people. We are oppressed people. I wonder if the Biden administration's refusal so far to call for a ceasefire has cost the president your vote, potentially. Oh, no. This is going to lose... The Reverend Cynthia Hale's vote, she told the New York Times, the reason she's with the terrorists is because they're oppressed people. They cut women's breasts off with butcher knives, combat knives, uh, because they're oppressed. That's the problem. They got all this Mediterranean seafront property, 25 miles plus, but they're oppressed. They elect their own leaders, and then they're oppressed by their own leaders. And this is critical race theory, you see, is that all white people are oppressors, and all people who are not white are oppressed, presumably by white people, uh, with electricity and, and medical care and cures for cancer and air travel and uh, constellations of satellites and, and the written language, things like that being oppressed. They are oppressed people and we are oppressed people. Oh, no. Has Joe Biden lost your vote? The Reverend Cynthia Hale in Philadelphia be calling for a demanding a ceasefire. Joe Biden's got to call for a ceasefire. So far, I'm holding out hope that the president will change his position and be stronger in his call for a ceasefire. And that's ceasefire. what we are hoping. 
Um, he's not lost my vote yet, but oh, no. I'm teetering on the edge, as is true of many of my parishioners. Yeah, so you're all going to vote for Trump, right? Are you going to vote for Pol Pot? Maybe a vote for a write-in Osama bin Laden. Now, again, in Chicago, where the idiot Mayor Brandon Johnson, 617 homicides last year, 2,450 shootings. Well, in Philadelphia, last year, smaller city, they only had 410 people murdered in the streets of Philadelphia for 2023, which is pretty good because in 2022, they had 514 And in 2021, they had 562 people murdered. Hey, Reverend, maybe you should call for a ceasefire in the streets of Philadelphia. Let's take a look at all of the murder victims in uh, thumbnail photographs. Then let's look at all the, the murderers in thumbnail photographs. And then, Reverend Cynthia Hale, maybe we should talk about what your role is in our society. The so-called Reverend Cynthia Hale. I had a conversation on Sunday um, with some of my young adults. And they were very strong about the fact that they are not going to vote for Biden because of this tragedy. We do see the Palestinian people as connected to us. Yeah, you're not. You should go there. I'll give you a free plane ticket. I will get you there. I'll fly you to Tel Aviv. It's a beautiful city. You got to leave immediately, though. I'll pay for a car to bring you down to the Gaza. You move into the Gaza. Oh, but the Jews are there. I uh, I got to tell you, this is the Democrat Party in 2024. Absolutely astonishing. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Speaking of fake reverence, here's a great headline from the left-wing radicals at Mediaite. Longtime Trump associate Al Sharpton. I'm sorry, Al Sharpton is a longtime Trump associate? You lie in the headline? That's pretty bold, I've got to say. Insists Trump is losing it. They put losing it in quotation marks. And also in quotation marks, his mind is not there anymore, says the Reverend Al Charlatan, who I think is probably following the lead of Gurgle. You know, I think maybe... uh, you know, gosh, we've got, he's got so much good stuff, the Reverend Al, proving that his mind was gone decades ago. He's a racist, racial shakedown artist. And, uh, you know, he's, uh, has so many great quotes. So in the words of my late friend Aretha Franklin, show some R-E-S-P-I-C-T. <laughs> and he says, according to media, that Trump is losing it, and Trump, his mind is not there anymore. Did I hear you correctly say that perhaps he was influenced by Gurgle? Could be, could be Gurgle, could be uh, R-E-S-P-I-C-T. And, um, you know, gosh, he's got so many winners. <clears throat> the Reverend Al Charlatan. He's a hero of the Democrat Party and the media. Longtime Trump associate Al Sharpton? You people are really something, aren't you? But resist, we much. We must and we will much about that be committed. Yeah. Yeah, Trump is probably losing it. His mind is not there anymore. There he is. Resist, we much. 
We have coffee mugs and T-shirts at the Chris Plant Store online with Al Sharpton's quote, resist we much. <laughs> Rosa Parks wasn't no hoe. I think we can all agree with that, though. Rosa Parks wasn't no hoe. That's uh, Maybe we should have that on coffee mugs, too. <laughs> Rosa Parks wasn't no hoe. They're pretty amazing. Yes, sir. <clears throat> You're a Democrat party. People are fleeing Democrat cities because they don't want to be shot. Oh, uh, Democrats with all kinds of good ideas. ABC fake news was, they felt compelled to put this online at least. Fentanyl state of emergency declared in downtown Portland, Oregon. Elected leaders in Oregon have declared a state of emergency for downtown Portland. You know, the rioting, the looting, the attacking, the federal courthouse, the insurrection. By the way, all that stuff down on the mall today, blocking traffic, insurrection, all of it is insurrection. But ABC News, Portland declares a public state of emergency, the fentanyl state of emergency specifically, over the public health and public safety crisis fueled by fentanyl. They just reproduced an associated press piece. Now, here's the, here's the amazing thing about this story. Oregon... Democrats, liberals, leftists, decriminalized all drugs in 2020. Now officials are declaring a fentanyl state of emergency because it turns out their idea wasn't a good idea. They decriminal When they say they decriminalized drugs, they mean heroin and fentanyl and crack cocaine, methamphetamine. The governor of Oregon has now declared a state of emergency in the city of Portland a few years after the state became the first in the nation to largely decriminalize drug use. Oregon paved the way as the first state to decriminalize drug use, passing Measure 110 in 2020. Instead of incarcerating drug users, the measure focuses on addiction and recovery with Portland police officers handing out citations for public drug use. That means heroin shooting up, you know, needles in your arm and stuff. People are going to have a chance for treatment and have their fines waived if they contact specific rehabilitation services, no doubt being provided by cousins of the politicians that passed the law. We've had three years of the law and have not delivered on the promise that voters thought they were getting, Washington County District Attorney Kevin Barton said. The hope was that a more humane approach would help curb addiction in the state. Now they've declared a state of emergency, which saw nearly a 1,000 accidental overdose deaths in 2022. Mm -mm -mm. However, overdose deaths have continued to rise since they passed the law in 2020. You know, their, their ideas are bad ideas. They implement them. People die. And that's okay. Don't worry about that. In the meantime, they in New York City have released the fifth illegal alien that they arrested for violently attacking two NYPD officers, getting them on the ground, kicking their heads in, like the old Chinese man in San Francisco. And the fifth illegal alien criminal with uh, tattoos, probably gang-related, when he was immediately released... He came out and flipped off, I'm uh, doing this with my hands, uh, gave the bird to everybody, the press and the police, outside the police station when he was released. 
is a non-English speaking criminal, illegal alien assaulting police officers. And the Democrats immediately let him go before the police even finish the paperwork because the Democrats want more crime. They love crime, don't they? Uh, 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 man. Oh, man. Now, your Democrat Party. Um, Let's go. We've also had, because in Massachusetts, Massachusetts, they've emptied out the poor area, 85%. Ina Presley, I think it was, was complaining that Roxbury, 85% black and Hispanic. Well, there they've kicked everybody out of the recreation center to fill it with illegal aliens because the Democrats are using the poor minority areas to dump the illegal aliens. They wouldn't dare put them in. You know, they, they learned from the Martha's Vineyard experience. Moved them to Roxbury. Migrants to move from Logan Airport, a much better solution, to Roxbury Shelter. We really don't have a choice. And this is, uh, you know, there's solutions to the problems that they create. Brain damage is uh, a ubiquitous problem. All right, let's go to the uh, Massachusetts governor, a uh, liberal Democrat idiot, Maura Healey. Why do you think it's okay to take out resources from the citizens of Massachusetts? I gotta go. You know we're everywhere in the state. You know we're no, that's not an excuse. Maura. You serve us. Maura. Nothing's Maura. illegal. Really Nothing's my, illegal. No, you don't. You need to deport them. You need to deport them. You need to deport them. Lame excuses. Lame excuses. The governor is running away, getting into an armored vehicle with a big, strong armed police officer blocking the way because a Roxbury resident, Sean Nelson, who ran for a city council there, but unfortunately did not win, a good guy, African-American guy, uh, 85% African-American and, uh, and Latino, Roxbury, Mass., and... Uh, he, Sean Nelson, was on the Fox News Channel early this morning. Um, they're being dispersed by the governor, and she doesn't care. Remember, her priorities are these illegal immigrants. You want to house them by taking their Rocks, Roxbury's resources and giving them to a bunch of illegals, like you said, criminals who came here illegally across our borders. Um, and she has no mind what she's going to do with our people. She's taking resources from Roxbury and also from all across Massachusetts with um, people who are struggling now. Her, her responsibilities are to Massachusetts, not someone who hopped over the border. Sounds like his eyes are open. Sean Nelson on the Fox News channel this morning. They're in contact with Joe Biden's White House, and they're going along with his agenda with basically replacing us residents as their new voters and their cheap workforce labor. Again, Uh-oh. Boston is full. They don't care about us. They only care about their agenda and their political careers at our out at our, our expense. All right, African American man from Roxbury, Mass. Sowing the conspiracy theory, the replacement theory. The Democrats are replacing us, law-abiding citizens, with them because the Democrats are going to get the illegal alien criminals to vote Democrat. That's what Sean Nelson is saying. A a woman that lives in Roxbury named. Catherine Vitelli was also on the television this morning. It's simple. Boston is full. We we can't handle all of these migrants coming in. Governor Haley and Mayor Michelle Wu are um, 
you know, they're putting a huge burden on the residents of Roxbury. Even less than a quarter mile down the road, there's an open air drug market. Um, you know, these people are already struggling in this neighborhood and now they're having one of their assets taken away from them. It's not fair to them. Decriminalize crime, decriminalize drugs, decriminalize illegal aliens, decriminalize beating police officers in acts of mob violence, gang violence. You just make crime legal and everything's better for the left. I'm looking at the picture of the illegal alien who was arrested in New York for being part of the violent mob of all illegal alien men of military age attacking violently two NYPD officers, and the Democrats immediately released all of them without bail. And here's the criminal, Johan Boda, flipping off everybody as he walks out with a smirk on his face. The Democrat Party is here to destroy the United States of America. Just amazing. Yes, sir. In San, in San Diego, they're releasing 637 illegal alien men every day into the community, as they like to say, of San Diego. A stolen motorboat crashed up on the shore at La Jolla yesterday, packed full of illegal aliens that ran into the exclusive and expensive neighborhood of La Jolla, California. The Democrat Party is destroying, fundamentally transforming the United States of America. Crime is everywhere. Drugs are everywhere. Illegals are everywhere. And your kids are being brainwashed to become zombies by TikTok and social media. Remember, social media isn't. charlatan in the country. Ah, the Reverend Al Charlatan. He did that just for us, I think. Montgomery County, Maryland is run by left-wing liberals who have no brains to speak of. In fact, uh, Montgomery County leads the country, the United States of America, in sex offender arrests involving non-citizens. Wow. That is to say, illegal aliens. And last night we learned that Immigration and Customs Enforcement had re-arrested an illegal alien MS-13 gang member in the country illegally who had been put in jail for accessory to murder. And he was sentenced to 30 years, well, excuse me, to five years in, uh, in prison, five years in prison. But the judge suspended everything but 18 months. So ICE... Immigration Customs. Oh, no. Did I did I blow it? Oh, no. Uh, the Al Sharpton. <laughs> oh, we can't get to him. Joe Biden visited the family of one of the American troops. Oh, I'm screwing this up. Good Morning America had a camera in the home of one of the American troops killed in Jordan. Joe Biden called them on the phone and said he lost his son, Bo, in combat. Yes, sir. We understand. My son's been a year in Iraq until I lost him. That's not true. Ah! 
Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Guest star Sarah Carter as Alicia Baker. Although I didn't really work with her a lot. But Tom did, and they had some real big smoochy scenes. Yeah. Can we talk about that? Could there be any more sex? What was the three-page makeout scene that just kept going? Good Lord. We get it. They have chemistry. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen.